podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you want interesting and entertaining debate on the Premier League and other English leagues, but from a show that doesn't take itself too seriously, then check out The Whistleblowers. It's a weekly football podcast hosted by me. I used to play football, Martin Gritton, uh, stand-up Mark Smith when he can, and music manager Gareth Dobson, who uh, always has plenty of good chat, being a Spurs fan. Um, we basically get football writers in to have a chat as well and we talk about the stories that matter in English football whether it's on the pitch or off it it's free to listen to iTunes Acast Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts Uh, or you can download the Whistleblowers app follow us on Twitter at Football Podcast Cheers Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal I am Boyd Hilton he is a sidekick Josh Hello, Josh. In your cupboard Boyd, how are today. You? Good. Yeah, just like a wardrobe. You're in a wardrobe. You're like a walk-in wardrobe. You've got your um, got your garments on one side. Is that where we find you? <laughs> What's happened here is we're, we're painting uh, our bedroom. So a load of clothes have had to move into this room. Hence, there is a rail. Um, I, we can go through the rail, see if there's anything you want to pick out. Just not talk about Arsenal for 40 minutes yeah, if yeah. you want, Boyd. Um, I'm happy to do that. You've already you've already unveiled spoiled my my joke, which was to try and carry on as long as possible without talking about Arsenal. So I was going to ask our guest Benji Peters. Hi, Benji. Hi, Boyd. Hi, Josh. Uh, Benji is uh, resplendent in his uh, looks like his lavish lavish home on a sofa on a brown <laughs> suede. Is it? No, I think it's more uh, fabric. Not not, not it's not okay. suede. No. Okay, fabric. Um, yeah, welcome, Benji. When's the last? Yeah. Okay, yeah, When's the last time you were on the pod? You're, you, um... I think it must have been Unai Emery. Wow. Era. Yeah. So which so what, over like a year. Mid- midnight mare or early nightmare, late nightmare? I think it was midnight mare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yes. To try and avoid talking. Well, there are some positive things that have happened recently for one yeah don't go like that josh josh is looking looking askance at the idea for one um i predicted the correct result of the arsenal molder game on thursday <laughs> for one yeah what a yeah, bold... I think if you... well it's not that yes. bold is it we were expected to win by a couple of goals against molder and i don't think we can talk about the molder game for any more than about another 30 seconds but boys you should just describe your background because you've given a very uh, clear depiction of what Benji's setup and my setup is today. You are in the same position every single week without fail. You never give us a tour of what, what else is going oh, okay. on around you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the listeners can't see it, so it's slightly... But I, yeah, I'm in my um, kind of office study area uh, where I've got my uh, got my records behind me. Some people well, have books. I've got not only I've got do you have the record rec- book. <laughs> yes, yeah. the Wenger book. Yes. It looks in pristine yeah. condition that you've uh, taken <laughs> great care of reading each page. Yeah. Yeah. Benji, have you read the Wenger book? I'm two-thirds of the way through it. Uh, um, oh, have I, you been... Check... Sorry, go on. Have you been two-thirds of the way through for about a month? No, but it, it has been a slow burn. <laughs> yeah, slow burn. That's a great euphemism. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, uh, and the other good thing that's happened is we do have a new president-elect of the United States of America, and I consider that to be a massive step forward for civilization. Josh, um, and you know, yeah, that's you know, we've got we've got, we've got to celebrate these things. There's a, there's a wider world out there apart from football. Um, of those yeah. two, were you more excited to be getting the four-one prediction right, or about <laughs> Biden being the new president? 
I was I was very excited about the four one prediction because that's the first prediction I've got right for like years probably, um, and it justified yeah. just about justified the the quaint tradition we have of guessing the result at the end of every podcast. Um, no, I was more excited about Trump. Yeah, I've been waiting literally waiting four years for that, so that was very important um, to me. We do have quite a few. Every time I mention Trump on this podcast, I do get slagged off by like a, they've got a, we've got a weird subsect of Arsenal supporting quite right wing people in America and around who listen to this podcast i don't know if you knew that so that there's about three or four of them every time so and I, I, I guarantee you after this podcast when this podcast goes out i'll get they'll, they'll all be lambasting me for being uh, a, a lefty liberal socialist idiot and um yeah and they'll be complaining that the, the, the election was stolen are they also upset about Ozil being left out? Oh, yeah. The, I think maybe there's an Ozil crossover. Yeah, Samaritan. you might be right. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> um, anyway, we can't put it off any longer. We have to talk about the game yesterday. Penji, first of all, um, I mean, a week is a long time in football, isn't it? Because a week ago when we had the United game to celebrate, that was a historic victory of being one of the top, you know, one of the big six, not the top six, big six teams away, which we haven't done for years. And then now, so I feel like we do have to at least um, maintain some level of calm because as disappointing, crushingly disappointing as the performance was yesterday and the result, it is only a week ago where we all felt really positive about that achievement against United. So, uh, Ben, what's your feeling? Do you think think this result yesterday was calamitous and, you know, a real measure of just how we haven't come that far under Arteta? What's your general feeling about that? I think yesterday was pretty calamitous um, in isolation as a football match. It was it was awful from start to finish. Um, we were lucky that that first goal was uh, ruled off uh, for 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 um, their striker being in an offside position. Um, it was painful to watch, and it reminded me of the. The, the dark days of Unai Emery. But I think you, you're right, Boyd. Perspective and calm is needed. And, you know, when when we look at Arteta, it was, it was really encouraging reading this morning on the website that he's looking at himself. Um, it was reassuring that he said last night wasn't good enough and it's down to him. So he, he's learning as well. And all these experiences are, are very new to him. So I think, you know... <sighs> His first objective was to make us more stable, and, and he's done that last night aside. The challenge yeah. now is to make us more potent, which is, I think, a harder challenge to, to do in footballing terms. Uh, and, and he and Arsenal are clearly struggling with that at the moment. Yeah, because he selected the same team that beat United, didn't he? Or, um, and exactly yeah. the same team and formation effectively. What did you think of that decision? Because I, I've got, I'm in slightly in two minds about it. I think, you know, when you see, first of all, you know, you don't, don't change a winning team, etc. That cliche comes to mind. And, you know, the, I like the idea that he's settled upon his best team in theory. You know, I don't agree that it is that those particular players, but you, you can't blame him. Or can you for picking the same team? Or would you say that in fact, Certain players, like I'm going to single out, you know, Willian, for example, who didn't play that well, even against Mole, I didn't think, um, retain their place week after week in the in the Premier League. And Lacazette, you know, a lot of people are, are very angry with Lacazette at the moment with his performance. Or, or is it understandable that he's stuck with that formation and that exact team? 
I think Josh will know this because we were on the same WhatsApp group. We, we were having this debate a bit last night, and there's there's a middle ground, I think, with personnel and management. And I think that eight, ten weeks ago, we were looking at the transfer window and all saying we're really pleased with the business that he's done, you know, renewing Aubameyang's contract, Saka signing up, a proven Premier League midfielder coming in. Maybe the contract was too long, but everybody was excited that Willian was was joining us. Um, we were happy with the squad. So I think, I think it, 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 I don't like sitting here two and a bit months or month, however long later saying, oh, we need a load of new players. Ha- having said that, you definitely need quality to win football matches. So I think it's a, I think it's a middle ground there that... Did he pick the right team? I don't know. Uh, I, I find it hard. You know, Lacazette has missed big chances against Liverpool, Leicester, and yesterday at key moments of games. You know, clearly he is not the player that he was probably 18 months ago. Um, he was never prolific, but he was far more He was far more deadly than he is now. Um, clearly, Willian hasn't produced the exciting form that Chelsea fans were all shouting about they were disappointed that he left. Um, clearly, Pepe has been uh, anything but an exciting winger since he's joined the club. Um, so there are points. Occasionally, there, it's exciting, isn't he? Every now and then, occasionally. occasionally but he's I don't think, a great goal. Great goal against Molder. Mold. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think anybody's looking at that as a signing and going, "That's brilliant." You know, we've got. A, a, but and and then I think that it's also these players. It, it's down to the manager to some degree to, to get us playing with a certain style. But I also think that back to the very first point we made patience, you know, it took Klopp yeah. probably a good few years to get his team playing in his vision. Um, it, it, I think we all trust Arteta. He's definitely bought himself some goodwill. Um, it's been 12 months and I think there has been progress. So I think that there's a balance here. And I think that, we, we like extremes as a as society. You know, if we beat Man United, we're, we're the best thing ever. And if we lose to Villa, we're awful. And I think there's a middle ground there. You know, we finished eighth last season. We're currently 11th. So we're clearly not that great. Have, however, we're only four points off the top four, which is our target. And if you look at yeah. Spurs, who are clearly a rival, or Man United, Spurs, Spurs have scraped their last few games against Burnley, Brighton, and, uh, um, you know, yesterday... Um, uh, uh, playing, say sorry. Um, they scraped the late victory. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah someone so, not great. Yeah, they've had a very easy start to the season, haven't they? I suppose on paper. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so against um, Leicester, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm for calm, reflective. He needs to fix this, but also I think he knows he knows that, and I'm pleased that he knows that. And and, and he said something. Yeah, you know, yesterday, which was so this morning, whatever, which was refreshing. It's on me. I'm gonna. T- this isn't good enough. Yeah. And I think we yeah. cried for those days under Wenger and Emery towards the end there, which was take some bloody responsibility. This isn't yeah. very good, and it's not good enough for Arsenal. And I like that. So he knows it, yeah. and he's learning. The, so yeah, his patience. Josh, he's, he, yeah, he's Ben. Just right. He's he's he says the right things. Doesn't he always pretty much every you know? I mean, I thought his his post match interview was really good, and you know, as Benji says, taking responsibility and he's going to look him look himself in the mirror. I think he said, but the real proof, isn't it, is going to be he's got the he's got the interlull 
hasn't he, to kind of really think about what he's doing. And for me, there is one possible massive positive element about that calamitous defeat, which is that I think you could say, I think, you know, I think we've all said that creativity creatively and going forward has been problematic. We haven't been great. And we're really terrible yesterday. Like the defence was one thing, but I felt like, it really exposed. You watch Villa, the way Villa played, you know, sweeping movements with their front four, pretty much attacking on mass regularly, right from that first goal, that disallowed goal, right from the first minute, which I think really put the wind up us and kind of, and, and, and almost had a calamitous effect on the whole mental aspect of the game. But watching, that's how a lot of teams play now. You know, the Liverpools and the, and the Villas, and even, obviously, Leeds have had some bad results, but there's a general free-flowing attacking football happening in the league, which is why there's so many goals are being scored, except us, except Arsenal. It's almost like, and until yesterday, that was kind of all right because defensively we had the best defence until yesterday. And, you know, we had this solid, we knew we had this solid um, shape and we were really like, we were complimenting the fact that Arteta had finally solidified our historically terrible um, defence, all of that. But I think what yesterday really exposed, didn't it, is that you can't carry on like this because... For me, it's going to get... If we can't score goals, that we haven't scored any goals from open play, and if if Aubameyang's not getting any chances at all, which he didn't yesterday, that's a massive problem, isn't it? Huge problem. I mean, I I came away from watching the 90 minutes thinking that is as bad a performance as I've seen in a very long time. The feeling felt a little bit similar to Olympiacos when we went out of Europe in February, but we weren't totally outclassed that night. We weren't embarrassed. We just let in a very late goal and and bowed out of Europe to a team that we should go and beat. In terms of seeing a team who we should be, to all extents and purposes, comfortably beating, um, coming out players like that, I I actually don't know um, when I've had a feeling so similar to that in recent years. It was just total domination. And just watching the highlights back, um, as I did this morning, I brought myself to do it. I mean, 5-0 wouldn't have flattered them. You know, Leno made a a couple of very good saves. Obviously, the offside goal were very fortunate um, at the beginning. And, you know, Benji mentioned there about Lacazette missing big chances and it felt like there was one opportunity yesterday to turn that game when Lacazette had a had a header and just at the moment it's not clicking for him and if it's not clicking when Arteta's default team or what appears to be his default team is going out on the pitch the options now are our 72 million pound player who Benji just said isn't quite living up to it despite being able to score in the Europa League and Eddie Nketiah and I, that doesn't inspire you, does it? Didn't like when Enketi and Pepe came on yesterday. Didn't they ask, oh, "Is definitely going to turn the game?" Admittedly, I don't know what else I'd have done. That's what we had on the bench, and that's a worry. Well, there mm. is a point there, isn't there? A lot. Of, why, why wasn't Willock, who had a great game against Mulder, on the bench? Yep. You know, I felt like we had a lot of, you know, Xhaka, Sabios. We had a lot of midfield, central midfielders on the bench. Um, but no, no real, no, no, nothing apart. And I don't think, I almost feel with Niketia, I don't, I don't ever feel when he, I think, you know, fair enough to give, give him a go, but I don't ever feel like he's definitely going to affect things. Whereas I think maybe Willock, who, you know, after that performance gets molded, deserved to go, deserved to come on as a sub. And, but Benji might, the, Josh mentions Lacazette, that Lacazette chance was the chance, wasn't it? We've been waiting for a good final delivery for the whole game. And Tierney, delivered the perfect ball to him. He could not, it was literally 
there on a pinhead. It could not be more accurate or perfect. And he had the time to see it coming over. And he still, and, I, and I've been defending Lacazette solidly for years. Like, you know, I, I always remind people he was our player of the season, the season before last. I think, he, you know, only last week, people were hailing his job against United, how he worked so hard. And he did. But yesterday exposed... He's still a forward, isn't he? It's still his job to take chances if they're going to come to him. And that was awful. And, but even more than that, I feel he doesn't look right. Like his attitude, I feel like he just looks kind of angry <laughs> and frustrated, even, even within the first second minute of the game. Yeah, it's, What's your it's, feeling it, about that? It's a shame because I think when he scored in the first game against Fulham, I, was, I thought to myself, okay, fine, you know, get him some momentum. Um, and that was encouraging. I think he may have even scored in the second game as well. Um, yeah. But yeah. For a few things. First of all, I forgot that Tottenham played West Brom yesterday. That was the, that was the team yeah. that they played yeah. them for. Um, yeah. uh, a couple of encouraging points, just, just on a tangent, that Kieran Tierney looks absolutely fantastic as a, as a, as a signing. He's now been here, you know, 18 months or so. And he, he, he's that, he, he delivers those balls a lot. Um, I know Saka wasn't his best game last night, but he's evolved. I think I think having Martinelli back will be a huge boost for us. Very much looking forward to Martinelli coming yeah, back. He's a yeah, live wire, he's exciting, yeah. he's yeah. pacey. Um, I think that will be that'll be a really good point. I think Gabriel and Party, you know, let's not forget these are two signings who have been with us combined about two months. Both look proper players. So I think that, that there's 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 reason for optimism. Um and I think that uh, it, football's funny because if you know, he's got two weeks to think about it now and he said you know it was interesting as I wish we could play tomorrow morning so I could put this right mm. part of me actually thinks no I want it to sit with him so he can actually think about this for two weeks and figure out how we're going to get this going again because he's got Leeds away next and then we've got some what I call winnable games but Football can change, right? So, you know, you, it's not beyond all possibility that Aubameyang starts playing up front. Um, he introduces some different personnel and, and we go and beat a team 2-0. Momentum comes back and it's a different team. And, you know, teams around us drop points. The, the, the frustrating thing for me at the moment, apologies if I've def, you know, deflected from the question a little bit, but every game seems like such a strategic battle and it's so yes. energy sapping to win. Yeah. You know, every goal is so hard to score. And, yeah. and like you said, if you miss one chance, you're like, shit, when's the next one going to come along? And it seems like it's football's becoming really difficult. And it's becoming, like, I don't know if Arteta's holding their hand through the periods of play. It, it lacks fluidity. It lacks cohesion. Definitely going forward. Going back, it seems like we've got it. You know, I know yeah. last night... Yeah. Put last night to one side, but it does look yeah. like we're a much more stable side. You're, yeah, you're so right. I think it's absolutely key. I mentioned this last week. And I'm going to bang on about it again, but I feel like, I mean, I can see why he's done it. You know, why he's set this set us up to have these very meticulous attacking moves that rely on you know, kind of one touch and um, some accurate, very accurate passing in, and interplay and blah blah blah. But what you don't see from, which is fine. But every all the opposition can see the, these attacks a mile away, can't they? I think mm. you know, and yeah. they they can see all but out wide, you know, and what he's going to try and do. And I think you know, it's kind of becoming easier and easier for the opposition to counter that. And even worse, 
there doesn't feel any opportunity. They, it doesn't feel like our forwards as a group attack as a group. Hope like he doesn't become yesterday. stubborn. It was like, I yeah, hope he doesn't right, become exactly. stubborn with, with yeah. Aubameyang on the flank. Like, I re- uh, oh, that, God, that, please. That, that, worked, that worked really well last year. The, the, yeah. If he doesn't score, he's not a creative player. He doesn't assist. He doesn't pop loads of balls into the box. It's, unless I'm missing something, I, I, I feel that one of the best strikers in Europe is being really wasted out yeah, on the flank. Of course. And, and it feels like surely there are other ways of getting him into goal-scoring chances, you know. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that no, it's I crying think I, out for him to be played up I agree. for a few weeks. Now. And again, I, I've defended I've defended the, the, the Aubameyang out-wide situation, you know, because I think, you know, you could see why, and, and, and various games, it worked really well. You know, he was scoring mm. at one point a lot of goals, wasn't he, until he signed that new contract. He was scoring <laughs> some decent goals from out-wide, you know, cutting in, you know, in, in, in classic style. But that... But He's just the fact that he's not getting any chances at all now is is awful, awful. It must be, mm. and that must be really soul destroying for him. I just think that's you've got. He's got to start, isn't he, Arteta? With he's got to put him central, and if it means I don't know, it could be a four two three one. It could be a, a four three three whatever. He could do a four two three one. I think I think Pepe has to start instead of William. I'm going to move on to William in a minute, and I know there are issues with Pepe, but I'm sorry, a, a million a million. Years, I'd pick, I'd pick Pepe over William right now, and then you know, just a more fluid front line. I feel like is needed at the moment. What were you going to say, Josh? No, I mean the, the only defence I think for not putting Aubameyang up front is if you've got Lacazette in form, and you can go a couple of games and try it. But I think we now have to accept that it hasn't worked sufficiently that you can still justify putting our club captain, our best player. Um, out on, on the left-hand side. So he has to go. Uh, and I'm probably with you that there is some variant that could happen. I'm not sure it is necessarily Pepe. Maybe it's um, maybe it's Saka being put forward into the, um, possibly the left-hand side of a front three. Um, and maybe Willian still takes his place in the team. Although obviously the, the Pepe at the moment, it's difficult to make a case for either of them in a way. I also wonder if David Luiz will, will make a return to this team because at least it, it, on the nights where we're finding it difficult and struggling to break through, the one thing David Luiz does give you is the possibility of a long 40, 50-yard ball that does break down the opposition. And, and and we didn't have that. I felt a lot of it last night. Short balls in. Elneny, who didn't have his best night, was getting dispossessed. Obviously, party went off at half time. It didn't help. But... Um, I think there will be changes, and I don't know. It's not impossible, is it? We see a return to a to three centre backs again, which obviously he has had at points. I just wonder, after a little period of a, you know, struggling to to score goals, whether you know whether he comes back in two weeks' time uh, and changes it. And and that game at Leeds is you know so intriguing. They they started so well, you know, such hype about it, and yet they've been you know leaking goals. You know, horrendously, really. So you'd hope that we can go there and uh, and change our fortunes. Yeah, absolutely. But he's. Good. It would be. It, it, I think having said what he said last night, he's now slightly. I think he's slightly got himself in a in a. Um, I mean, he had to say it, but he's for me. Like if now in the Leeds game he doesn't put Aubameyang central, do you know what I mean? If he doesn't drop Lacazette, and I. I'm, I'd play with Saka and Pepe personally. I think they're both creative, good, you know, good, good players. I just, 
I just wouldn't pick Willian. I think he's been an absolute disaster. Again, we'll get onto that again more in a minute. But Benji, do you know what I mean? If he say he carries on, say he actually, and you, and you wouldn't put it past him because, like all managers, he's got a stubborn streak, of course, and he has been sticking with this this formation and the, and roughly these players in for for weeks and weeks and weeks. So imagine he's, then people are going to be like, oh my god, he's actually not. You know how much has he looked I don't, in the mirror? I don't reflected? think. I don't think people care. Providing you win and get results, oh, right? Yeah, so, sure. so, so, so sure. the Man United game, you know, was was a great example. We, we were good. We weren't. I wouldn't say we were great. We were good. Putting a solid, stable performance against a team in indifferent form, and we scored a penalty. Um, yeah. Leicester, Man City were not terrible. If he hadn't got that Man United result, there would have been, you know, knives out a little bit for him. I think that. <sighs> It, it, it's all about his, it, it, you know, he says trust the process, but you, you'll lose trust in the process if he doesn't learn from the process. And, you know, it's November now. And I think, as I said, you know, it, no one's going crazy yet. But, yeah, if, if in January, February time, top four seems unrealistic and nothing exciting is happening in cups, then people will start to question that. I'm yeah, I'm going against what I'm saying by even raising that now. But to your point, Boyd, I think I think he will change things. I think he will change things, and I think he knows he has to. And I'm not against playing some of the kids. I, I, I think that if, if we don't perform, you know, there were some really poor performers out there last night. Play Joe Willock. Play playing Ketir instead of Lacazette. Try it. You know, yeah, you, you've almost got nothing to lose. I would definitely play Willock right now or instead of uh, instead of um William I'd play fuck I'd play my mum instead of William I I think this has been part of you think about this pattern of buying over the hill players from Chelsea Chelsea castoffs what the fuck is going on this has been going on but for do you, years can now can I ask you a question you, you, you yeah. just on William yeah I, I'm I'm sitting on the fence here because I'm not sure he's done anything. Well, he hasn't done anything great, but equally he hasn't done anything terrible. So, so what I mean well, by that is Aubameyang, for example, gets gets bought some time because you know without him we'd be fucked, right? So, but but the guy hasn't scored an open play for a hell of a long time, right? Once this season or something like that, right? Um, Willian is part of a problem going forward offensively, but that. I think is a collective problem, not just a William problem. Oh, my counter to that is he gave the ball away 10 times um, in the first half last week. Um, more times than you know, Pepe's always slagged off for giving the ball away. Wait more times than Pepe. His right. d- dead ball delivery was awful, shocking. His corners and his free kicks were terrible. Not yesterday, but you know, in the last few games, um, he, he missed two pretty decent chances, wayward, massive wayward um, shots over the bar way wide. And the thing, that presumably they brought him in for presumably i mean i am mystified by the whole i mean it is part of a pattern for me of these of these chelsea castoffs aging chelsea players arriving on a free and being paid a large amount of money presumably to stay in london and you know have a lovely time his work rate it wasn't was terrible yesterday as well and i know so i think the the, the difference between Aubameyang at least is he's being starved isn't he of of the ball and being played out of position that way and all of that what's william's excuse william is being played where he plays played for chelsea roughly he's had loads of you know he's the most experienced player like i pointed out to um to alan alga our friend our our, 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 our long-time iconoclastic contributor to the podcast, because Alan always has to go at Pepe for being technically terrible. 
And I said, well, he's given the ball away more than Pepe. So does that make William technically terrible? And he's like, no, because he's won the league this much. I'm like, well, it, well, it exposed us, isn't it? Why, if Pepe had made, had, had missed that chance, had given the ball away, which William gave, gave the ball away yesterday that led directly to their goal, then Pepe would have been like humiliated and dragged to, to, to hell on Twitter and social media. I, but it was I, hear, William. I hear that. And William's the expl- William, sorry, just one more thing. It's the experienced one. What is the point of having an experienced player if he doesn't do any of those things that you rely on experienced players for? Just pick Pepe or um, or, um, I don't disagree. or Willock I don't or whatever. Disagree. I don't disagree. He's not playing well, but I, but I think that when when you're not playing well your front line looks terrible nobody looks good nobody offensively looks good for us at the moment nobody looks creative N- no one is scoring goals I- i'm not i'm not but well, hold on don't you think pepe looked didn't we look pe- we looked better when pepe came on though didn't we he had a pretty decent no, chance slightly he, no he, I slightly. Thought he immediately looked slightly slightly but slightly, slightly but if but you've but got we're, a player you're pick... clutching straws there right so i think that yeah should pepe play ahead of willie had Maybe I, I don't. I, I I don't think that if we, if Pepe starts the next five games instead of William, that's going to be the difference to us winning games. But I think that uh, uh, something needs to change. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I'm just. I, I'm not saying it's the only thing. I'm just saying I, for me, like the. I, the, I, I think William the, the the constant. I think it bespeaks a certain um, bespeaks is a very pompous way of putting. It. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I think it is evidence of a certain favoritism. From, from a manager when they pick a player who has, I think, been disappointing since his first game. He had a quite a decent debut. I don't think he's delivered much at all. And when you're keeping your 72 million younger talent, you know, and you're not picking Willock, of course, ever in the, in, in the Premier League, who played loads of games in the Premier League, that feels really unfair that you're kind of, it feels to me like you're playing this um, famous, experienced old player. Almost, and I feel it's a hostage to fortune, his signing, because it's one of those things where it's kind of pointless having him as a squad player, isn't it? He was brought in presumably for the experience. And so it would be weird to have him playing in the Europa. I know he did play in the Europa and he looked really pissed off that he was playing in that game as well. I just think he's, I don't think he's even got the attitude. And I think it's the same with all of these like i go back to all of these like old players you're buying what's the point you know when we've got we've got really promising youngsters josh i've been banging on about it what where do you stand on the william debate um i you know i'm not saying it's the be all end all but it's a really important element isn't it in keeping keeping in making in making decisions that make sense well look benji mentioned earlier that he felt william you know, caused Chelsea fans to be upset when he was leaving the club. I, there were definitely a few I spoke to that said one in every four games, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. The rest Same. of the time, Same. take it or leave it and sort of six out of 10 territory. And unfortunately, that might be what we've got. And unfortunately, at the moment, we're about one in seven because it was that one on the opening day away at yeah. Fulham that we got the strongest performance. And we, we haven't had a great deal since. I think it is a problem, Willian, or... I forgot to mention the stat that I saw James McNicholas mention in The Athletic, that apparently yesterday was the first time uh, Aubameyang's played 90 minutes for Arsenal and not recorded a shot. So if you've got your yeah. best striker um, on the pitch, the guy you are going to rely on, who will be favourite in the first goal scorer market and everything like that, and, and we can't get a situation where the guy has a shot against Aston Villa, then something's going wrong with that front three. Now, Aubameyang, as we said, is not going to come out of it. We might just reposition him. So unfortunately... I think for for Willian, he is he is vulnerable here at the moment to uh, to a reshuffle because um, it doesn't feel like anyone else in that team would have got away with six 
let's call it performances of a level Williams has put in and still being, you know, being picked for this team. But equally on the reverse, the Willock thing is strange. It's strange that he played so much football last year across various different, you know, okay, the cups, but there was certainly league football as well there. So for him not to even make the bench um, and yet excel so well in Europe at a time where we need creativity and that's what he can offer is, is a strange one. So I don't know. It feels like, it is a good time, maybe, as Benji said, to have a break. It feels horrible as a fan to have 10 days now where you're waiting for the next game and you've... Uh, Josh is frozen. I was... Um... Yeah, go on, Benji. No, I was, I was going to say that... <laughs> well, Josh is frozen. He looks great there, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. <laughs> Angry. Um, uh, I was just going to say something, which I think, again, is back to that perspective point. Aston Villa are far better this season than they were last season. They've, oh, yeah. bought, they've yeah. bought some very good players. Um, they've got you know, they've got some creativity in there that, that, that we would like in terms of personnel. And I think the premiership, the premiership as a whole is far tighter than it ever has been. You know, you don't turn on games and go, that's an absolute banker. You know, they're going to turn them over. And you can look at it from, I think it's like 13th, 14th up to first. There's about six or seven points difference. So I think that gone are the days where Arsenal play Villa at home and that's a 2-0 home win all day long. Um, and I think that I think that, that will I think that, that will be the, the, the sort of theme of the season where where you don't get these easy games. Every game is going to be a grind. And I think our target is to try and put as many sequences of wins together as possible because you win two or three or four in a row and you're going to jump up that table really quickly. Yeah, I totally agree with you about Villa. And I think, and you know, they beat Liverpool, they scored seven against Liverpool, fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, they are, they are on their day. When they, get their, when they get ahead of steam going, as they did against us, because it could have been four or five against us, couldn't it, easily? Yeah. They are really, you know, they've given the, those attacks. It's much players. harder now to win games in the Premier League than it ever has been. Yeah, For but sure. also more than that, I think more than that, there are more and more instances of teams like Villa playing, playing scoring lots of goals against mm. the big teams. Include I include us as a in quotes big team. So mm. almost yesterday, you know, I've been saying for a while now that it's how weird it is that we are the stable ones in and the whole league, you know, because these wild scorelines have happened throughout the season, haven't they? Almost every, you know, Man City, Liverpool losing to multiple goals to teams this happens, except for us. And now this was our version of that. But I think the reason why, and the reason why now this feels like such a calamity as we've all been saying is, is for me, is because it exposes that those marginal defeats, you know, against City and Liverpool, like a 1-0 and Leicester, you know, which we could have come away with draws or even on, on you know, some, sometimes victories. It puts those into... Now it's like, well, this system that we've got, then I completely understand why he's gone for it because he's gone for the, the solidity and the, um, the shape as the first thing of most importance defensively after a decade of defensive trauma you know that's why this all this is happening isn't it? it all goes back to the defensive ineptitude of the last decade for me so i completely logically understand why tetas do it but now i think we have to draw a line under it you know now i think this tight very very technical very structured way of playing he's got to adapt hasn't he I mean, before you answer that we should take a break and we'll t- talk more about um the game and other games to come after this break If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, 
something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen. Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back from the break. Josh, you uh, you disappeared there, to be honest, out of Zoom, and now you've got a new... Um slightly more uh, close-up setting um do do you feel with arteta like when when let's talk about you know uh, the alan alga um effect not effect the alan alga insights alan put up a, a chart yesterday a graph no less if you saw it on twitter comparing this thing as he's, he's been comparing the starts as managerial starts the stats of wenger um Rioc, does he even go back to Rioc? I don't know. Emery, um, Jungberg, and um and Arteta. And it's not looking good for Arteta, let's just say that. His his Chris Whitty style um chart, a graph. But I think his broader point, we have to address his point, don't we? That I mean, if if um if 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 the last manager had this kind of start on top of the way we, the style we play, which everyone was furious about, he would have been even more um, derided than he was. Um, uh, and so, Emery, I mean, and so we have to address that, isn't it? Is there a possibility? Is there a possibility? This is this is the question that Arteta isn't quite. I mean, his first job isn't quite as obviously great as we think he is, Josh. It's a possibility, of course it is, because the proof will be once he's had a couple of years of opportunity. But I've seen things under Arteta that give me the belief that there is still reason to be optimistic to not panic from last night. Because you think back to those semi-final and the final that we had in the FA Cup in games that were expected to lose. And we saw Arsenal performances unlike what we have seen in, in recent years and probably that we thought Arsenal weren't capable of if, if we're being honest. So did we, did we see the occasional shock home defeat under Embry or under Wenger? And there I say it, under Bruce Riok, the great Bruce Riok, who definitely was on the Alan Alga graph. I, uh, <laughs> right, thanks. Um, then, yeah, I, uh, of course. But look, you know, can, can Arteta tur- turn this around and, and, you know, put us in a position where we improve on last year and come top six and even battle for the top four? Yes, I think so, because, you know, you look at our defence, we're so much more encouraged by what we have been able to do on that side of things. And I believe that there's, uh, you know, there's better times ahead going forward. But I understand Alan is going to jump to those conclusions. But then Alan spent a lot of time coming on this podcast telling us that the Premier League Arsene Wenger walked into was not a proper Premier League because only two or three teams could win it every year. So therefore, is it not rational to get his thoughts on that being that Wenger should have got more points because it was an easier Premier League in those days. So maybe it's harder for the managers now to get more points. It's it, it, it's interesting because, Boyd, it's, could Arteta be a, a, a flop? Of course he could. But Josh made a very good point there. We've, he's, 
he has managed to beat teams that we have been unable to beat mm. for a long yeah. time, you know, and multiple times. It hasn't been a one-off, you know, City a couple of times, uh, Liverpool, I think it's three times, uh, including the, the Carabao Cup this season. Um, you know, he's, he's won big games and he's won a trophy. He's won away at Old Trafford recently. So this guy, I think, is going to be the real deal. He's 38 years old. He's in his first managerial job. He's not even a year into it. And we are as a club, far more united and far more confident and excited about what's what's ahead. Will we have more results like yesterday? Yeah, we probably will. Will it be, you know, could we lose to Leeds in a couple of weeks? Yeah, we might. Um, but I think that this guy should be given money and time and confidence to build the future because I think he gets it. And I think that, you know, you can give me uh, Simeone or, or whoever at the moment. I, I like Arteta because he understands us He and he's learning. And it will take time. It will probably take longer time than, than you know, fans will give. But, but I think that if he stays the course and, you know, it's not, bear in mind, it actually suits us that he's not so brilliant so soon because Man City and other jobs will be available in the next year or so. Um, and I'd much rather him yeah. be learning and developing with us before he leaves to go to one of them. So I, I, I'm very much comfortable and confident that, 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 that he's the right guy. Yeah, one of the things, Boyd, that frustrated all of us, I think, over the years with the, the great Arsene Wenger and certainly under Emery would be that when you had those disappointing results, did the manager see what we saw today? Did he mm. see the negativities? And you said it at the very start of this podcast, Boyd, about how impressed you were with his post-match press conference. And you know what? Yes, he's taking it upon himself, certainly in terms of, of team selection and how disappointing that was and knowing how unacceptable that level of performance is. I think he gave a quote along the lines of that that was probably the worst performance that has been you know, displayed under him. So yeah, he now did. you think this guy... He, he's seeing what we're seeing. He's not pulling the wool over eyes. There was no, you know, well, we had a wonderful opportunity where Lacazette could have brought us back into the game. And there was no hiding behind that it, it wasn't good enough. And, you know, that's also, you want to see that. Boy, did you pay for pay-per-view My- last night? Or get another freebie again? Just checking. Oh, it's a freebie. I get them free on, from Sky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that's for ending, isn't it? Free? Is that- <laughs> Benji, I get it free because um, I have a Sky um, VIP account. Which so do is, I. Um, Could I call it why? Free? It's my job. What? Yeah, it's no. my job, isn't it? To um, to uh, no, I've watch got a Sky VIP as well. I oh, I'm I, on a probably slightly higher level of VIP than you are. Then, so oh, yeah, Ben, you're not I mean, VIP like Boy Hilton. This is so who he, my he elite. Turns, he turns left when he goes <laughs> onto Sky. <laughs> I, yeah. This is not doing my elitist, my already elitist reputation any good. That admitting, but I'm, I'm being very transparent about it. Yeah, thank God I didn't have to pay for that dross last night. Did you pay for it then, Benji? Yeah, but I've written oh, it to demand a yeah. refund. Fair enough. But in answer to your point, um, Josh, all I would say, I think, I think, yes, I, I, I absolutely agree about that. He said the right things, but I really think the 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 absolute the, the it's so important his team selection against Leeds, isn't it? Because he could, after all this, like in in, in the, after all this thing, he could sit there going, "Now oh, hold on a minute, though, we are away at Leeds, who have a quite a formidable uh, attack, albeit you know I know they lost quite badly at the weekend. They've got a striker on form. He could go, oh, I'm going to play safe, you know, and revert to and pick roughly the same setup. I mean, he, 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 could, could. he could do. I, I really hope the party injury right. is a serious one. 
because because oh, yeah, because he had our best five, chance last night. He had our best yeah, chance did. last night, didn't he? Yeah. And he got injured in it. Um, I, I, from from watching him already, he's a proper player, and it's a, it's quite interesting actually. We haven't mentioned Granite Xhaka because he was a mainstay. In every yeah. you know, we used to chat yeah. about. The, no, he's undroppable. You know, Wenger, Emery, yeah. Lumba. Nobody nobody dropped this guy, and suddenly he hasn't been in the last few team sheets. So. Clearly, there's a transition here, you know, from the Xhaka sideways protection play to Thomas Partey, who somebody said to me last week, he, he passes, you know, forward rather than sideways. And it's, you know, it's really, he's, he's going to be a great, great signing for us. Yeah, he did. He, there were a couple of times, I mean, he did, you know, that, that thigh injury might have been, you know, affecting him. First half because he did get dispossessed a couple of times, I think. Mm. And Tierney, I mean, everyone, everyone had a bad game, but I just, but um, you mentioned how good Tierney is. I agree with you, but Tierney had a couple of moments, didn't he? Even Tierney, where yeah. he was robbed of the ball and he fell over, didn't he? Early on, nobody was good. Nobody was good last night. No, I think it's fair to nobody say. was good. Zaka, yeah, had one of his less decent games. Do you yeah. think uh, Arsenal fans were railing today about the attitude of the players? Right, um, which is always a question, isn't it? Were they just, was it just the wrong team for that game, and were we just overrun by a very, very effective um, Villa side with some really skillful players on on their best form? That that front forward, they were brilliant. Um, or was there a, there was an application issue as well? Was there was there a lack of hard work? I think there was a bit ah, of both, wasn't there? I think if you both, compare it to how we were against United. I, I, just before Josh comes in, I was going to say 100% that there was, and Arteta pointed out again in his press conference, the lack of second balls and commitment in duels, he said. I, I yeah. definitely noticed that. You you saw from the very first minute at Old Trafford, we went crunching into some challenges. And I, I accept that you can't do that for 38 games a season in terms of high press, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't the same commitment level last night. It was a bit of a swagger that we beat United last week. We're going to turn up tonight. And there was frustration. I saw Lacazette a number of times, you know, throwing his arms around. Aubameyang, who I've never seen moan at other players, I, I noticed last night. So I think it was a built-up frustration that they, which actually, again, I'm quite pleased about. We're not as good as we think we are. Um, yeah. Much better to realise that after eight games in and show that commitment when you need to. Um, than after 28 games. Yeah, it's true. Without wanting, yeah, without wanting to go on about Willian again, I, one other thing I wanted to say about, I thought the fact his his um, when he lost the ball, it, I thought it was really noticeable that he he just kind of accepted it, and I, and again to go to, to to compare with Pepe again, I I know Pepe does get dispossessed quite a lot, but I, I know to, every, almost every time he does, he tries his damnedest to get back and do something about it. He, he, you know, he, and I'm not sure if William did. I'm not sure if William did really. Well, I think the first goal we conceded ultimately came from from Willian uh, being yeah. dispossessed, and then eventually, obviously, it gets um, worked around for about thirty seconds. I mean, it's a great goal from Aston Villa's point of view, but you know the opportunities for Arsenal to to get a foot in. I think it was was it Cash who put the ball across, and ultimately the own goal from Saka. Uh, you know, someone to have that much space in our box is incredibly disappointing. You know, for the goal where Barclays smashed it across a goal, it's a brilliant pass. But if you freeze what's going on there, you've got five, I think even six Arsenal players in the penalty area and only really Ollie Watkins in the middle. And yet, you know, he's the one that, that finds himself on, on the end of it. There were just moments yesterday where we were we were poor. And even the, the Ollie Watkins finish that went in through 
Leno's legs, which is always disappointing. You know, Gabrielle and Holding just weren't, you know, in unison at all there. Gabrielle was, you know, a good foot or two deeper and it just didn't look quite right. So there were just individual errors. Sort of yeah, I think we missed place. Louise. I think we did miss Louise, didn't we, in defence? Yeah. I mean... Well, I think for, for 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 what he brings, I think we all know what we're getting with, with with David Luiz now, and whether we like it or not, I think unfortunately or fortunately, he's he deserves to start. We're going to get the odd error. We're going to get what happened at Man City away last year, but we're also going to, you know, have the experience there and have the ability to play a big ball going forward. And you know, we've got we've got worse people that seem to be given free kick opportunities or, or chances to get involved than him. So. Yeah, I, do, I, I think there'll be changes. I'm trying not to get to it. I was very, it was very disappointing last night. I feel if we'd done a podcast straight away, it would have been sort of more emotional, more, you yeah. know, like when you see sometimes the Arsenal fan TV guys doing their immediate like scores out of 10. It can feel horribly... Uh, I was so gutted, yeah. I was so gutted I couldn't watch Match of the Day. And I, and, and I it's the first time I can rem- think of in, in, in a long time that a performance has been so disappointing that I felt I couldn't watch the highlights and see, because I like to see what they say. You know, you get a different point of view from from Match of the Day to wherever it is, um, to when you watch it live. But I didn't watch it. Did anyone watch it? Did anyone, did they have any special insights? No way. Or, no. No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> not... But it was, it was, what, what I looked at, I remember looking at a fixture list and seeing, uh, I think it was City, Leicester, Man United, and thinking if we take four points out of those, that wouldn't be bad. We got three. And now I look ahead, I think that, that there's a run of fixtures where it, because we didn't get four points out of nine and because we didn't beat Villa, you know, it's that, it's that train effect that, that they get bigger and bigger. And actually, if you don't win the next one, then the pressure increases for the next one. So I think, yeah, I think we've got a run now. Uh, I, I'm just looking at it. I think uh, we've got leads well, next- and then we... And then we've got yeah. Wolves at home, don't we? Wolves at home, Spurs away. And then away. we've got Spurs away. <laughs> so you want to go into the Spurs game having picked up six points out of the next two because, yeah. you, know, I, I don't, you know, I know I know people say Leeds are good and it's hard to go away. Like, yes, but if actually we want to finish top four, the fact that you haven't now won your home game against Leicester and Villa means that what was a point and probably a decent point, now you 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 want to get three and three more at home to Wolves to pick up what you've what you've missed. Um so so it's the next phase and the next chunk are, are gonna be big. Yeah, hundred percent. Let me finish we, we we've we've nearly been going for nearly an hour. Let, how about this? How about we pick our um since the since the forward line is the problem. Well you know we haven't been scoring. We haven't been creating chances. Blah blah blah. What would you think about? Let's think about what would your favoured front line be? I mean, and also, and um, um, what formation? Do you know what I mean? So I, I'll start. I would. I'm going to go for. I think he should try. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be 100 percent against. Villa had a four-two-three-one yesterday, roughly with with um, Trezeguet, Barkley, Grealish, and Watkins in the middle up, up front. I think we could have Willock, Pepe. You know, um, maybe Saka behind Aubameyang, and I would be happy with that. Or we could have a four-three-three and just have Aubameyang, Saka, and Pepe. What about you, Benji? I, I like dropping Lacazette. Clearly, I'm uh, <laughs> well, yeah. um, William. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, not, I'm surprised at that one. You sounded like you really yeah. liked him. Early. I know. Uh, I was reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think I like five at the back because I, I, I think if you don't concede, you've always got a chance to, to win the game. Um, so I think uh, the wing backs, I'd have Bellerin and, uh, and if you're going to put Louise in there, uh, Bellerin and Tierney with holding Louise and, and Gabriel at the back. And then, so then you've got party for me. He has to start in the middle. Um, yeah. I think I, I, I really like Saka. Um, so Saka, party Saka, uh, Pepe, uh, and then Willock and Aubameyang for the next game. Um, but uh, that's because something has to change. And, I, and, I, and I'd have a, was it, whether it's a 5-3-2 or 5-3-1-1, whatever it may be. Um, but I, I, I like, I think we need five at the back. Yeah, yeah. No, I see what you mean, yeah. Josh? Well, just, just in terms of the front three, I think he will stick with a with a three, but I think it, it will change in entirety um, in terms of sort of not only sort of personnel on two of them, but in terms of Aubameyang having to go centre. And then I'm with you, Saka. And yeah, Pepe. I mean, Pepe's not done enough wrong or Willian's not done enough right where that isn't a valid change now going into... Martinelli yeah. walks into this team, doesn't he? It's a classic example. He does. I, I agree with you of, of, a, of a player being out and injured for who's become yeah. like the greatest player in the world, <laughs> you know, because well, he can't, I remember, we can't pick I, him. I, 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 but he I've was great. A handful of times. I remember him at Stamford yeah. Bridge, obviously as the standout one, but he adds something different. And I know Arteta yeah. wasn't playing him, but, but the, the kid's different. And at the moment we're way too predictable. There's nothing different about us. Well, what, what Martinelli would be is an exciting option, at least off the bench, because, yeah, that is the problem yesterday, wasn't it? There just wasn't a belief that anyone coming on is, is probably going to change the game the way, you know, Pepe is probably not in brilliant form in the league and, you know, and in Ketia. Martinelli would be a, a very exciting option to have to, to come off the bench to change games. I can't imagine he walks back into the team, certainly until he's, you know, had well, of course, a good amount of, course, of football yeah. underneath him. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure even if after he does, whether he'll necessarily be a, be a confirmed starter. But yeah, I mean, we, we he's he's the only one. Usually, if, you know, years go by at Arsenal, you're thinking, well, when this one comes back, that one comes like back. Like a new signing. It, it's only like him though. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's only mm. Martinelli now. It is <laughs> the, all next yeah. What Arteta's got actually, at the beginning, he had this... Uh, trick up his sleeve, which nobody knows what I'm going to do. So Bamming on the left was, was novel. Um, and I think now I always think about it from the other team's perspective. How do you play against Arsenal? Well, it, it's quite easy to figure out now yeah, because you know what course. we're going to do. Yeah. So that's his real challenge, isn't it? In Apart from when he played Willian in the middle up front against who was it? Uh, uh, I was a city, was it? Or, uh, city, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just bizarre. But, but so now yeah. he's got, so now his issue is how do I become unpredictable or how do I make, you know, Wenger's philosophy was we're going to be so bloody good that even if we're predictable, you can't stop us. Well, we don't have the personnel for that. So how now do you become unpredictable or really fluid and cohesive that that you you beat a team? But I think we're all, I think we're all violently agreeing actually with one another. Here we are. Yeah. I'm hoping that hasn't made for two, uh, too disappointing a podcast for listeners that we're all agreeing. Matt, we're not we're not grinning entirely. You were quite you were oh, quite 
quite no you were quite nicely def- you quite you defended um you defended uh, what's his name quite well i'm not quite, william uh, william quite well yeah anyway let's we've we, we we should get we should stop now because i think we've talked ourselves we've convinced ourselves that martinelli is the answer to everything i i i certainly have would anyone know when is due back by the way is it, is it you know is it end of the year presumably or i think so early next I think yeah, he's start, yeah. due to complete full, start full training by, by the new year. So okay. we should see him in April. <laughs> Excellent. Martinelli will save us all. Um, that's the title of the podcast. Um, thank you very much, Benji. It's been great. Lovely um, to see you both. Yeah. Keep well. I hope you come come back soon. Um, and Josh, as ever. And now we've got a little break. I guess we'll be back. Oh, we should predict the Leeds game. Are we going to be on before then? Probably. God, what am I thinking of? It's yeah. now. Well, I think we probably should, shouldn't we? Yes, absolutely. Right, Benji, you haven't got we haven't finished yet. What is gonna what's the score gonna be in the fucking Leeds game on Saturday the twenty second of November? One, <laughs> One all. all, okay. Nice. Josh. Um two two. No, oh, I was gonna say that. I'm gonna say three three then. Uh, there we go it's a bombshell thrilling end to the podcast when we remember to do predictions thank you again (laughs) to Benji and to Josh and that's it we'll we'll see you after the Leeds game cheers bye take care bye wasn't that a great podcast now if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day come and listen to ours it's called what has he said now and is available wherever you got this podcast This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.